Kings fans, it's time for game night. And he scores! Wins it in overtime! With a comprehensive look at the upcoming game, including a look at the Kings and their opponents. Coming in off the right wing, took it to the net. Interviews, analysis with notes, news, and scores from around the NHL. And your calls. Let us know what's on your mind. Call us now at 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. It's game night, and it starts now. Kings fans, welcome back. I am Jesse Cohen, coming to you live from the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center here in downtown L.A. It's game number 36 for your L.A. Kings as they take on the Calgary Flames here at Crypto.com Arena. This is the third home game in a row against Pacific Division rivals. The Flames sit in fifth place in the Pacific, five points behind the second-place Kings, but with two games in hand. A win tonight for your Kings would represent a welcome four-point swing and would increase that lead over a tough divisional opponent. In just over an hour, we'll see if the Kings can come away with their fourth win in a row for just the second time this season. But for now, we're taking your questions and comments here at LA Kings Game Night. Call in at 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. We uh, have tickets to give away to upcoming games. So if you make it on the air and have a little chat with me, you can win a pair of tickets to an upcoming Kings game, including the New Year's Eve game. That's a 1 p.m. game, New Year's Eve, uh, December 31st. Again, 1 p.m. And uh, just checking the schedule right now to see who the Kings play in that game. Should have it off the top of my head. Uh, that is a game against the Philadelphia Flyers. So we have tickets for all games uh, coming up in the future. Go ahead, call in 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-21. Roster change to make note of today. Brendan Lemieux activated from injured reserve. He has been skating with the team over the last few days. Uh, he was in a red non-contact jersey for quite a while, just recently this week, earlier this week. Uh, left the no red non-contact jersey behind, was skating full contact with the team, and uh, this morning, Brendan Lemieux activated from injured reserve. Not clear if he will factor into the lineup tonight. I would I would guess he will not. Todd McClellan was asked this morning, after the morning skate, if there might be any lineup changes. He said there might be one on the ba back end, and uh, after a morning skate, uh, they are usually optional this season uh, you can sort of tell who won't be playing in the game when you watch a morning skate because those players that won't be playing in the game tend to linger on the ice longer than the rest of the players as morning skate was wrapping up as we were finishing our uh, our tour of the locker room and our conversation with Don McClellan Jordan Spence was hanging back uh, and skating uh, some extra time after morning skate that indicates that Sean Walker will probably replace him in the lineup tonight. That's not guaranteed, but that usually is what that sign means. And Todd McClellan didn't reference any changes to the forward line. So my hunch is that Brendan Lemieux and Carl Grundstrom will be your healthy scratches at forward. With the activation of Brendan Lemieux, the Kings now have a complement of 23 players, two goalies, Phoenix Copley and Jonathan Quick, seven defensemen, Anderson, Dowdy, Dersey, Roy, Edler, Walker, and Spence, and 14 forwards, Fiala, Kopitar, Kempe, Moore, Dano, Ayafalo, Arvidsson, Lazat, Kalia, Velarde, Kapari, Anderson, Dolan, Grundstrom, and now Brendan Lemieux. 
Meanwhile, in Ontario, uh, Toby Paquette-Bisson and Alan Quine were loaned for uh, a tournament. That leaves Ontario a little bit shorthanded. So despite the fact that we are frequently uh, fretting about how many available bodies the Kings have and whether or not there's going to be enough places for all these players to play, with Brant Clark at the World Juniors, Bisson and Quine uh, at uh, their tournament, there are just enough bodies once again uh, to ice two full lineups. Tyler Inamoto recently recalled from the Greenville Swamp Rabbits to fill in in Ontario. Uh, and with Cal Peterson and Matt Villalta playing in net in Ontario, they have a full roster. The Kings have a full roster, and we will see tonight if that Kings roster can pick up again that fourth win against the Calgary Flames. Your thoughts on the roster and uh, any other recent Kings developments, go ahead, call in 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. We are giving away pairs of tickets to future Kings games. Now, we spoke to Todd McClellan uh, this morning, but before we get into that, I want to take you back to Tuesday night, that victory over the Anaheim Ducks. Always fun to see the LA Kings beat the Anaheim Ducks. A lot of conversation recently about who the team's true rival is, and maybe the Ducks aren't the Kings' biggest rival. Maybe it feels better to beat the Edmonton Oilers at the moment, or certainly in past years, the San Jose Sharks. Obviously, we want revenge on the Vegas Golden Knights for the defeat in the 2018 playoffs. But the Ducks will always be there as a rival. It's always nice to see the Kings pick up a win against the Anaheim Ducks. And after the win... Uh, the song Take On Me by AHA was playing in the Kings locker room, as it has been mostly all season, if I'm not mistaken. And I was just curious uh, how that song was selected as the victory song, so I asked Sean Dersey, why Take On Me by AHA? How did Take On Me become the victory song? I mean, have you heard it? Yeah. Unreal song. It's pretty self-explanatory there. <laughs> you have it unreal song says sean dersey about take on me as the team's victory song no great story no uh superstitious reason just a really good song and i happen to agree i quite like that song um sean dersey was also asked uh how it felt to play to excuse me to win three in a row stringing a few together that's what uh, good teams do we've been trying to do this for a little while now and uh to finally get some consistency there is uh, nice there's that buzzword consistency Again, we've heard it was a question of identity for the first quarter of the season and then for the last few weeks. It's been a question of consistency. So I asked Sean Dersey about consistency out of his team. You can't really take any nights off in this league or else uh, you're not going to win. So I think uh, the main focus is kind of taking it game at a time. And if you do that and you find a way to get ready and prepare for each game the same way, play the same way every night, obviously – so many different bounces in this game, but how you react to it has to be the same, and and that's kind of finding consistency. It's, uh, I mean, sometimes it can get boring, but that's that's being a pro and that's being in the NHL. It's taking care of yourself, finding a way to show up every single night. Pay close attention to that phrase, "take care of yourself," that Chandra's he just used right there, and he used the word "same" quite a bit earlier in the answer as well. And it's, it, at least to me, has been noticeable how much the rhetoric around the team, how much the players are beginning to echo the message of the coaching staff. They have to play within themselves. They have to, you know, play consistent, play the same, don't get too high, too low, don't try to get into those track meet games. The players' words have begun to sound like 
the coaching staff's words as the play has begun to look more familiar to Kings fans. They're beginning to sound and look like, I think, the team that the coaching staff would like them to be, at least based on what we've heard uh, from Todd McClellan uh, in post-game press conferences and after practices and morning skates. At the end of that Ducks game, things got a little... Well, the word I used in the post-game press conference was unfriendly. Um, it wasn't, you know, a full-blown full blown brawl by any stretch of the imagination. But for hockey games in the 2022-23 season, I'd call it unfriendly. Uh, I asked Sean Dersey if that was a situation that was building all game, if it just broke out, and if the response the Kings gave to the Ducks was something that he appreciated. Uh, to see some guys step up. I mean, already took a few shots there and got in the mix a little bit, which is awesome to see, and blocked a big shot at the end. Mikey obviously standing up there for himself when uh, he takes a, takes a hit there at the end, and, I mean, the guys obviously had his back there. You saw five guys in the pile, and uh, it's just the rival we got. Those guys, you love to see it. You do love to see it, especially when the Kings come out on top. Obviously, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. You don't want to see the Kings lose the game. But in a situation like that where the Kings come away with a 4-1 win, the team is standing up for themselves and starting to play with a little bit more truculence, to use the words of Brian Burke. Um, And that brings us back to the activation of Brendan Lemieux. I was curious about it recently, and I went ahead and looked up major penalties on this team in 2022-23 and I am not a huge proponent of fighting I don't think it should be removed from the game completely but I am not one who needs a team to have an enforcer I'm perfectly happy not to see my favorite players get punched in the face but having said all that uh, just two major penalties for Brendan Lemieux so far this season that's in 15 games that's a pretty good record the only other five minute major this season for Blake comes from Blake Lazat and uh, for a team that struggles on special teams as much as the LA Kings have uh, to also match that with, uh, let's say, a lack of physicality, I think can sometimes be concerning for fans. I'm not sure how management feels about it. I'm not sure how the players feel about it. But I know that there is at least a vocal minority of fans that wish this team were maybe a little bit meaner on the ice. Uh, Brandon Lemieux will help change that, and uh, obviously that last game against the Ducks featured a little bit more of that play um, that I think the league would prefer uh, the <laughs> less frequent. Phoenix Copley set to get the start again here tonight, and I asked Sean Dersey about the play of the Kings goaltender who is picking up so many points for them. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. He's really calm. He's uh True professional, uh, takes care of himself every single day. You see it, and really, those are the kind of guys you want to you want to watch, you want to learn off of. I think he kind of does his thing very quietly, like you said, and, and I think the guys can build off that. A lot of talk about Phoenix Copley. Todd McClellan was also asked uh, if Phoenix Copley is giving the LA Kings the kind of play that they need in order to complete this transition from a run and gun team back into the more familiar defensively responsible team um the answer to that question is yes um but by answering that uh it 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 looks like i'm accusing other goaltenders of not doing their job and that's not the case um quickie and and uh and uh, cal they they need help too our team's playing better right now in front of uh phoenix than we did in front of the other two and when it's time for Quickie to go back in or Cal or whoever it might be, 
I certainly expect, and I'm sure the players expect, that type of performance in front of them as well. So the simple answer is yes, but it's not an accusatory answer. Tom McClellan affirming that Phoenix Copley is giving the Kings solid play in net, but again, making sure to to not throw either of the other goalies under the bus. And it comes back to that sort of chicken and egg question. Are the Kings goaltenders struggling because the defense in front of them was not playing defensively sound? Or was the defensive metrics thrown off by uh, subpar goaltending? I'm not sure we'll get the answer. And I'm not sure that looking at the play or the stats of Phoenix Copley will answer the question because as as Zach Dooley will reference a little bit later, I believe, and Dooley noted, um, shots against the Kings are down under well, not under, but while Phoenix Copley is in net. It's not as pronounced a change in play as it was when, say, Peter Budai was in net in the 2016 and 17 season, but at least at a cursory glance, it appears as if the team might be playing more responsibly with Phoenix Copley in net. That might be a coincidence of timing where we will see as the season progresses. We haven't heard a ton from Phoenix Copley. He started the season in Ontario. I don't think many fans expected to see him play this many games in a Kings jersey, so I had a chance to talk to him and I asked him how it was that he became a goalie in the first place. I mean, I started playing forward and then uh, my older brother, he just needed someone to shoot on, so I went in and uh, I really enjoyed it. And so I think I was like eight or nine when I started playing goalie. Does every goalie have an older sibling that needed someone to shoot on? It seems like that's a common theme. Only spoken to Phoenix Copley a few times, but he seems like a, a genuinely pleasant guy. Now, I asked him what his expectations were when he signed in L.A. in the offseason. The expectation for me was just to come in and work and try and earn an opportunity. Um, so that, that's just been my mindset the whole time, is just trying to put myself in a, in a position to have an opportunity to play. Todd McClellan, Rob Blake, the rest of the front office have made a point of talking about maximizing your opportunities when when you get them be prepared when the opportunity arises capitalize on it i think the phrase todd mcclellan used over the last few days was when the door is opened run through it uh phoenix copley has certainly done just that he starts again for the kings tonight against the calgary flames we're going to take a break now when we come back we'll hear a little bit more from todd mcclellan of course we'll hear from zach dooley this is la kings game night stick around kings fans we'll be right back If you want the best care for kids in California, come to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. CHLA is the highest ranked children's hospital in California and a top hospital in the nation on the prestigious U.S. News and World Report on a roll of the best children's hospitals. CHLA provides outstanding patient-centered care, trains the physicians, nurses, and caregivers of tomorrow, and conducts life-saving research to help bring more cures to more kids. For the best care for kids in California, visit chla.org. Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All information is provided for informational purposes only, and this message is not intended as a recommendation of financial or investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile and subject to significant risks and may not be suitable for you. Not available in all jurisdictions. 
Yamava Resort and Casino at San Manuel has another reason for you to come in today. For a limited time only, Yamava is giving all new and inactive members a buy one, get one free buffet. Plus, new members can win up to $1,000 in free play for signing up a Club Serrano membership. You'll earn rewards from playing any of the 6,800 slots or table games. Experience SoCal's best buffet and resort. Yamava is your home to big wins and even bigger prizes. Go for a BOGO today. Details at Yamava.com slash new member. Must be 21. Please gamble responsibly. Hey, Kings fans, own your terrain and get moving with Cooper. Now through November 14th, you'll get up to a $70 reward when you buy a set of four qualifying tires. Choose from all-season and high-performance favorites, including the Discoverer AT3 family of tires and more. You can even register your rebate online. It's quick and easy. Visit coopertire.com for forms, terms, and conditions, and to find a Cooper Tires retailer near you. Go with the Coopers. Energy is building at Crypto.com Arena. Be a part of the best entertainment experience in Los Angeles. Join the Kings family today and choose the ticket plan that works for you. Lock in your seats by visiting lakings.com slash memberships today. And go Kings! This is LA Kings game night. Make your voice heard. Call 877-KINGS20. Back to the action on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown LA where the Calgary Flames are in town to take on your LA Kings here at Crypto.com Arena. Right now, Julian from Whittier is on the line. Julian, how are you doing today? Hi, Merry Christmas to you, Jesse. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, thank you for all the updates you give on the Kings and the roster and so forth. Um, I just want to get an analysis of what's going on with the Kings in the respect of they lose to Toronto. Uh, I think it was 5-0, right? And then um, they come out cold against, was it Buffalo, Jesse, I think? Uh, I believe there was a game in between there. Toronto, they lose five to nothing. They beat Montreal four to two, lose to Columbus six to five in overtime, and then then that weird Buffalo game. That's it. And then um, they are losing two uh, zero to, I mean, one of the most elite teams in hockey, uh, the Boston Bruins, and they come from behind and win, and all of a sudden they get on this. Uh, great winning streak and it just seems like it's a little polarizing uh can you give me a little insider analysis on that thank you very much well thank you julian i appreciate it and i'm just going to start this off by saying this has come up once before here today i appreciate it when people thank me but you guys don't actually have to thank me i am incredibly lucky to have this job i should be thanking you so i just want to get that out of the way um but uh the problem julian i think is and it's not a shock that this word is going to come up again. It's consistency. And one of the problems with inc- inconsistency is that all of your complaints or all of your concerns or fears about a team or, or anything, a job, a relationship, anything that's inconsistent in your life, all of your concerns are at once totally valid and also totally not valid because on any given day, this team looks like world beaters. You know, they beat Ottawa 5-2. to two. There was that game against Edmonton uh, back in mid-November, 3-1, to one, where they blocked, I don't know, 29 shots or something. They had almost as many blocks as they had shots on net. And so you say, aha, this is the team. But then even in the game in Buffalo, and we'll hear Todd McClellan, I think, reference it, 
later, or maybe I didn't select that clip for this show, he talks, he's been asked a number of times about the Boston game, whether or not the Boston game is the turning point for the season. And as he points out, it's too early to know yet if it is. But even if it is, he points back to the Buffalo game, a game that they lost six to nothing. But he talks about how they played in in those first two periods as being perhaps the best 40 minutes um, that the team has played. Actually, yes, the next clip I have pulled up, he does talk about that. Uh, because he was asked if the Boston game was the best 60-second, 60 60-minute 60 um, effort from his team. And he and he said, you know, maybe it was, but the first 40 minutes of the Buffalo game were maybe the best 40 minutes the team has played. So even then, in a two-game stretch, you have the highest the team has played through 40 minutes and then perhaps the lowest the team has played, giving up six goals in the third period. So I wish it was as simple as pointing to a goaltender that, you know, or, or a defensive pair or a, a, a line that lacks cohesion. But unfortunately, this is the issue with consistency. And the only way to settle all those fears is for this team to go ahead and win seven in a row, eight out of 10, 10 out of 12, you know, over time, slowly lay these fears, put these fears to rest. Tonight, you know, I talked about it with Zach Dooley earlier today. You'll, you'll hear me talk about it later in the program tonight might be the most important game of the season as silly as that is to say it's not even the halfway mark but with a three game winning streak coming in against a pacific division rival who's right behind them in the standings who is also battling their own inconsistency a convincing win tonight puts together a four game win streak begins to cement that identity uh, begins to to do a lot of work to put some of those concerns to bed. Julian, is there one part of the game that, that concerns you in particular? Um, it, uh, we used to give up um, really easy goals, um, like uh, we would lose the puck in our own zone, and it, it seems like we're not doing that anymore. That's one thing I noticed. Um, goaltending, it, it concerns me, but not that much, because um, if the teams are scoring goals... Um, they're, they're actually playing better hockey when they're scoring goals. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, a good example is that game with Boston where they were down 2-0, but they were not playing bad hockey, but they got, you know, they got, they got behind, and they just, they just seemed to pull it all together. Um, I, I guess um, Daryl Evans made a very good point. He said the Kings have to get some distance right now points wise because there uh, a lot of other teams have games at hand so i guess you have a point about getting on to a winning streak because um you know the kings are going to have time off and these other teams are going to have more games between each other but i i guess what concerns me is my initial statement is how opposite sometimes the kings play hockey and i guess you've answered it by saying you know, a little more consistency. Yeah, it's again, it comes back to that consistency. But to your point about games in hand, let's take a look at Calgary tonight. Uh, Calgary has two games in hand over the Kings. They find themselves five points back. They have 36. The Kings have 41. If Calgary wins this game, suddenly they're three points back with two games in hand, meaning if they win those two games, that's four points in the standings. They would pass the Kings, whereas if the Kings win... Well, suddenly it's seven points 
two games back, meaning even if Calgary were to win those two games, the Kings would be three points ahead. So it's these four-game swings, these Pacific Division games, um, that make these early season matchups more important than maybe an ordinary game at the end of December would be. Julian, uh, if you'd like, go ahead and stay on the line. The board op will get your information. We'll hook you up with some tickets to an upcoming Kings game. I do want to go ahead and move on to that quote I was talking about because Todd McClellan was asked if that win against the Ducks was the best 60-minute effort of the season, and here is that quote that I referenced earlier. You're going to think I'm crazy, but we had a good 40 in Buffalo, really as good a 40 as we could have, and we lose that game 6 nothing. So you asked me about 60 probably in a while, but we played some difficult games, the coming back from San Jose, the Boston game, back-to-back going into Columbus, um, even tonight was it's not an easy game they play hard um, they get in your way and right now we're expected to win we talked about that this morning so it puts some pressure on us but that's the way it is it's Tom McClellan again referencing that game against Buffalo it's the second or third time he's done it in the last few days clearly left an impression on him the third line currently uh, or at least as of the last game was Victor Arvidsson, Blake Lazat, and Arthur Kaliev, a combination of players that I don't think I would have ever come upon myself. But last season, I never would have guessed that Moore, Deneau, and Arvidsson would have worked out. Tom McClellan was asked about the effort from that line. They did score a goal against the Anaheim Ducks, and uh, he was asked following the game for his impressions on that newly formed trio. I thought they had a really good night tonight. Arthur probably could have had three goals himself. Um, if he if he bared down, but they they checked while well. they played with some pace, and I thought the two uh, Victor and and Lizzo were on pucks a lot, and that opened up ice for Arvey. Um, some good defensive plays, faceoff circle was good. Um, they all play certain spots on on the special teams, and they contributed there. So uh, I thought it was a good better night uh, tonight with them than it was uh, night number one. This morning, Tom McClellan was asked a question that I know a lot of fans are very curious about, and uh, frankly, I'm glad that somebody um, finally asked him. It's not the place of those of us who are implied, employed by the organization to ask these types of questions, but Todd McClellan was asked for the status of Quentin Byfield. Um, people are beginning to notice that it has been a while since the young forward was assigned to Ontario. He went down um, initially to get um, his strength and his weight back, which took some time. Um, and now he's playing some games and he's playing an impact role on that team. Uh, we get reports on him, uh, haven't got anything today, but on a regular basis, um, him and the team, everybody who's playing. And uh, there've been some really good reports and then, then there's been some indifferent reports. And um, he's working on his game and working on the consistency in his game. Is he an important player, an important prospect? Absolutely. Um, will he have an impact in the, at the National Hockey League? Absolutely. That is a third word that starts with I that we can now enter into the conversation, indifferent. And the organization, no organization, um, or maybe not no organization, but few organizations will speak plainly and bluntly about um, concerns they have about their own players. But you heard there from Todd McClellan two words that start with I, inconsistent and perhaps indifferent, when talking about the reports that they are getting from Quentin Byfield. Now, if you look at the stat sheet, 
Quentin Byfield is doing exactly what is being asked of him. I think he has 14 points in 14 games. I'm going to go ahead and look that up as I continue to ramble here. But, I mean, certainly offensively, excuse me, 15 points in 16 games. If you watch the highlight reels, if you're following the Ontario Reign on Twitter, you'll see the, the, the assists, the goals that he's scoring. 15 points in 16 games. Um, in a very short period of time, he has leapt up to third in the league, or excuse me, in the team, uh, the Ontario Reign in scoring. But Jarrett Stoll mentioned it on a telecast recently. There are elements of his game that the organization would like to see him improve upon. And you just heard Todd McClellan there say that they sometimes get glowing reports, sometimes they get indifferent reports, and they are looking for, I believe, a little bit more consistency out of their young prospect. I suspect the conversation will not go away anytime soon, so we'll have more to say about it in the future. We're going away briefly right now as the Kings are in the hallway getting ready to come out for warm-ups. This is LA Kings Game Night. I'm Jesse Cohen. Stick around, Kings fans. We'll be right back with Zach Dooley. you want the best care for kids in California, come to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. CHLA is the highest ranked children's hospital in California and a top hospital in the nation on the prestigious U.S. News and World Report on a roll of the best children's hospitals. CHLA provides outstanding patient-centered care, trains the physicians, nurses, and caregivers of tomorrow, and conducts life-saving research to help bring more cures to more kids. For the best care for kids in California, visit chla.org. Score a goal and join the team that is building a stronger L.A. Join the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. LADWP is an excellent place to work with competitive pay, excellent benefits, and many opportunities for professional and personal growth. If you're ready for a change, this is your chance. A job for you is ready and waiting. There are over 150 different types of jobs open to anyone that meets the minimum qualifications. Visit joinladwp.com for more information. That's joinladwp.com. Traveling to L.A. for a Kings game? Travel package is available for select home games. Bundle your hotel and tickets with friends and save up to $400. Game opponents include Sharks, Flyers, Bruins, Devils, Sabres, and more. These discounted hotel rates will only last a short time. So lock in your hotel and tickets now. Enjoy the game and save some cash and bundle your hotel and tickets while you still can. Bundle pricing based on a group of four. Book now at lakings.com travel. That's lakings.com travel. Introducing Spectrum One. Get Spectrum Internet with speeds of 300 megabits per second. Advanced Wi-Fi with best-in-class security and privacy. Spectrum Mobile with unlimited talk, text, and data plus nationwide 5G. Get it all with Spectrum One. Spectrum Internet, advanced Wi-Fi, and one line of Spectrum Mobile Unlimited for only $49.99 a month. Visit Spectrum.com or a Spectrum store today. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Back to more of LA Kings game night. Call 877-KINGS20. Back to the action on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown LA where the Calgary Flames and LA Kings have taken the ice for warm-ups here at Crypto.com Arena, and that means it's time for Duly Noted. Call Duly. Duly. Let's call Duly. Duly loves a good party. Duly in the house. Duly's in the house. Yeah, Yeah, Duly Noted. Time for warm-ups. That means it's time for Duly Noted. Joining me now is Zach Duly. How are you doing today, Zach? Jesse, I'm doing well. Final home game before the holiday break. (laughs) Yes. Final home game before the first three days in a row 
since the season started that the Kings will not play. Is that right? Yeah. They See, have not had a single three-day break in between games this year, and the first time they will get it is a league-mandated break of games. One of my favorite things about you, Zach Dooley, my absolute favorite things, I'm going to lean on the phrase that I've used probably a dozen times this week, uh, better to have an oppor- better to be prepared and never have an opportunity than to get an opportunity and never be prepared. You are always prepared and prepared to the hilt. That is a great stat. That is a fantastic stat. I love that. I love that about you. That's the stat of, a, the stat of an individual who goes on the road yeah. and has looked at certain <laughs> breaks in the schedule yeah. and say, you know, it'd be nice to have an extra day here. And it just has not come. So it's nice to have those days coming in 48 hours time. But two games before we get there. Yeah. Hopefully so, the Kings are more focused on those two games than the three-day break. My focus was going to be on the fact that there's a home game followed immediately yeah. by what will arguably be the weirdest game of the season. Um, let me rephrase that. This weirdest setting for a game True. of the season. The game itself may yeah. wind up being totally boring and nondescript, but they play tonight at Crypto.com Arena. You and the team then travel after the game yep. to Tempe, Arizona to play the Coyotes in Mullet Arena. I will be driving to that game with Mikey Alexander. There will be no pregame show, but... Uh, you're right in a lot of ways. I mean, I can only recall that happening once, and it was not last year. I don't believe last year we played a home away back-to-back. We did it once in the COVID year, and it's weird. Like, it, mm. it's really weird because it changes your post-game routine. You get in, you do we do what we would normally do, but instead of going to the room and riding for an hour, I get in my car and try to get to the airport as fast as possible because the plane doesn't wait for you. So <laughs> you try to get there, you know, as early as you can, but it's a little hectic and helter-skelter, and... The traffic patterns are a little bit different from that one time that I found when you leave right after interviews versus an hour later when you can just kind of zip on in. Um, Missed my exit going onto the freeway that one time. I remember Mm. it specifically um, for a couple of reasons, but I missed it. It's a weird travel. And then, like you said, the Kings are about to go play in a 5,000-seat arena. The Kings have never played at Mullet Arena before. It will be a weird 24-hour sequence, no doubt about that. Two days before Christmas. Two days, right. <laughs> like, right. just to further complicate things. And, you know, that game will be the last hockey the Kings play before the three days off. So it's a very weird way to go into the break, for sure. Yeah. And this is unrelated to all of that, but equally weird um, is a detail that Dennis Bernstein brought up to Todd McClellan yesterday after practice, which is that Phoenix Copley expected to get the start tonight. This is... By far, I think the longest stretch of games that Jonathan Quick has gone without a start, uh, barring injury. I don't want to pump too much air into Phoenix Copley's tires, but I also don't want to take away from what he's accomplished. But, I mean, this team is playing a much simpler, stripped-down version of their game from some of those wild 7-6, 9-8 games we saw earlier this year. So the quote that I recall, and Todd's been asked a million questions about Phoenix Copley over the last two weeks, but he said that he's playing confident and he makes our team feel confident. Um, He was also asked if he believes that, you know, if he's attempting to insulate Copley with a different style of play, he said that he isn't. And I don't think that he is, but the Kings have clearly committed to playing the right style of hockey in that time. You know, Phoenix Copley, I believe it's the fourth fewest shots faced at five on five per 60. Um, You know, four or five fewer per 60 than Peterson and Quick were, I don't think that the Kings are going out and saying, all right, we're going to 
we're going to pack it in. We're going to stack the box type thing. We're going to put everyone behind the puck and just defend. But I think that they have committed to playing more of their style of hockey. And if you look at the last four games, 11 of those 12 periods, they haven't been the best periods played all year. They haven't been the most flowing, fun periods played. But other than the third in Buffalo, they've played pretty well and they've played like the way they want to play, even if it hasn't been, you know, throttling teams. They've taken care of their own end first and they've they've still gotten their looks the other way. When Peter Budai replaced Jonathan Quick in the 2016-17 season, Quick was out for 60 games, the team did change the way they played defense and it was visibly noticeable. Like they... I think the phrase you used was pack the box. Like yeah. they were insulating Budai mm-hmm. and Budai had a great season yeah. and the team remained competitive probably far longer than anyone expected when you lose a goaltender of the caliber right. of Jonathan Quick. So that was peak Jonathan Quick, yeah. right? Like that was the best goal in the league yeah. at the time. Or and, one and, and I agree with you. This team doesn't, it's not as visibly noticeable as it was that season. Yeah. I mean, last season, that, that season, you know, you could like draw a tiny little home base, home plate thing around this crease and the guys would be inside. Defend the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yet, I can't help but notice that in this stretch of games, three goals, three goals. Now, four goals against Anaheim, but it is Anaheim. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it is this weird thing, and people have asked about it earlier in the season. I'm not sure there's necessarily a direct link, but... We... Maybe it's more of a cognizance towards it, yeah. even if it's not directing. Because, like, we've seen them play this way with Quick and Net and with Peterson and Net. It was just not consistent, like right. it's been with Copley. And I think... Other than that one period in Buffalo, all six of Copley's starts have been like, all right, that's how they want to play. Mm-hmm. Even if it hasn't been perfect, it's been like, yeah, that's 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 kind of it, right? And, and even that Buffalo game, Todd McClellan, you know, has referenced now multiple yeah. times the fact that the first two periods of that game might have been the best two they periods. They were really good. Yeah. Like, you, you looked at those periods and said the Kings should be up by three, and it was 0-0, which, I mean, that's a story we, mm-hmm. we've read and written several times last year. Where, oh, the Kings look great, but it's 0-0. That's what that Buffalo game was. It felt like last year, and then it, until it didn't. That might have been one of the most heartening things about the Anaheim game, is at the end of the second period, or somewhere in the game, I was sort of talking to somebody and said, this game should be 3 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And so you got that creeping sense of like, oh, man, is this is something stupid going to happen? Yeah. And before you know it, this game's one to nothing, Anaheim, and, and we get another Buffalo repeat. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. They scored, right, an unbelievable goal by Fiala. Yeah. An unbelievable goal from Ayafalo on a nice pass from Deneau. Yeah. Ar- Arvidsson and really Cali nice have goal, hooked up. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was, there were flashes of individual brilliant offense mixed with shutting down and beating an opponent that you should. I mean, it, 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 the, in, the impulse, I think, is to sort of play down the win because it was Anaheim. Mm-hmm. But you really couldn't ask for much more than that result you have to beat those teams right yeah. even though anaheim isn't at the level that they've been in the past they're you still got to win that game and the kings found a way you know in buffalo they took a few penalties end of the second early in the third gave up that power play goal and instead of playing the way that they did for 35 minutes that was really good they opened it up they started to run and gun tried to create offense they cheated for offense and then they got hit six times the other way starting with the boston game they went down two nothing in kind of quick succession in the second, two goals pretty close to each other, but they stayed the course. And I think a lot of that's because it's Boston. If you open it up, you're going to get slapped for six again, but they played the right way despite it. And they battled back 
playing that style of hockey. And I thought they committed to that style even through, you know, a 0-0 stretch against San Jose, a 0-0 stretch against Anaheim or a 1-1 stretch against Anaheim. And they got rewarded, you know, the way that, that they should by that phrase, maybe checking for your chances and not cheating, you know, to create the other way. I was looking at the standings last night. I was following the Edmonton, uh, was it Edmonton-Dallas, I think. Um Pulling for Dallas, obviously. Yep, naturally. But uh, but I was looking at the standings, and I was sort of caught realizing, oh, the Kings are six games above 500. And even if you want to do NHL 500, they're still one game above 500. Yeah. It's just comparing that to the Sturm and Drong of a week ago when it was like, uh, you know, who is this team? What is it? And you just realize, A, yes, it is early mm-hmm. still. And even know. at that time, I think they were still like three or four games they were, above yeah. 500. <laughs> well, but that's – and that's so just to harp on the points that we talked about in earlier games, this homestand is like – and Todd even said it. They're not ha- – even at the darkest of times, they weren't having a no. bad season. Uh, yeah. They're struggling to find consistency, which one of the things about inconsistency is it's easy to focus on the on the low half of the uh, of the equation. But tonight, a really good opportunity. Another opponent that's really competing with them for the same place in the in the lineup. This is this is an important test. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, the last team, the last time these teams played, it was that run and gun style, and Calgary showed that they can they can burn you off the rush. They can burn you in transition. Saw it multiple times. I think they had a power play goal or two in that game. They can put the puck in the net. They have a goaltender who's been up and down this year in Jacob Markstrom, but he's always posted very strong numbers against the Kings. He's the kind of guy, if he's on his game, he's a very tough goalie to beat. And you know what a Daryl Sutter team is going to try and bring, right? They're going to be hard and heavy, physical, tough to play against. So important game for the Kings, I think. You know, they've finally gotten a couple of wins in the division, um, but it was San Jose and Anaheim. Now they get a team that's kind of looking up at them in the standings, but from a much closer position than the Ducks or the Sharks are. And that makes it kind of an important game. You know, can the Kings win a four-point game when it's, you know, a team that wants and needs the points as much as the Kings do? So it it is an important one, and I think it's going to be a really difficult test for sure. I don't remember the Calgary game very clearly, but I have a glimmer of a memory that that was a game where we were focusing on the sort of like, yeah, this team is resilient. Yeah, this team perseveres, but it wasn't enough, right? It was... Too little, too late to sort of make that push and and try and come back. It was another high-scoring game. It was honestly a game when I I thought the Kings were very poor in Mm -hmm. that game, but somehow still had the puck on their stick from the slot with 20 seconds left to force overtime. And it was a night when Markstrom didn't have it, and it was a missed opportunity for the Kings on a night when he doesn't have it. And he really made that one save, big save all night, and it came with 20 seconds left. So the Kings were, despite as bad as they were, especially defensively in that game, had that opportunity but it was kind of like yeah resilient yeah we came back but like we can't play like this type yeah. thing it was it was there's been same maybe half a dozen the columbus yeah. games yeah, same exact quotes say. you know you could copy paste them one yeah. or the other and minnesota and seattle and you know all right. those high scoring goal games decided by one goal yeah and you know of course the kings i don't have the stat in front of me maybe you researched it for your piece but the the amount of games one goal games that the kings have appeared in this season has got to be it's high. Yeah, it's got to be near the top of the league. Yeah, um, I, I, you'd like to see them be the two to one, three to two, rather than the nine to eight. I suppose. The, uh, I guess if you're if you're playing a one goal game, right? I don't I don't think this team's gonna come out on top nine eight all the time. Whereas yeah. I think they've 
can win games, you know, 3-2 more often than not. Actually, now that's a stat that I might want to go look into. In games where the Kings score four or more goals, how many wins do they have in one-goal games versus how many wins do they have in one-goal games where they score three or fewer? That's, uh, a, that's a stat to look up. Yeah. I can remember Florida was 5-4, and I remember Minnesota that was 7-6. Right. Um, lost 9-8, lost 6-5, lost 6-5. And I think there's even a couple more in there. Mm-hmm. They, they won in Detroit 5-4, so it's probably about even. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to up it to five goals. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you, <laughs> but, can, uh... you can keep uh, whittling it down. You yeah. know, when they when they score eight or more goals and lose by a goal, they are 0-0-1 yeah, this there year. You go. There's, there's there you the go. stat. Uh, I'm assuming – well, actually, I shouldn't assume. The uh, Todd said there wouldn't be any changes – to the forward, or he didn't say there wouldn't be. He said there might be one change to the back end, mm-hmm. which suggests to me that the forward lines will remain the same as they were in the previous game. Um, with goals from the top three lines in the game against Anaheim, and then on top of that, a power play goal, uh, that's balanced scoring. I, I think especially yeah. against an opponent like Calgary, you'd want to see that continue. Definitely. Um that third line is the one that's important to get the goal. I think we mm-hmm. know when they're playing well what the first two lines bring. They don't always bring it, but we know what they can do. The third line is kind of that enigma, and I liked what McClellan said, I think it's two days ago now, where that line can be your mismatch line if it's rolling. And you know what? A line with Victor Arvidsson, who is a top six forward, a line with Arthur Kaliev, who has a top six shot, those guys can be mismatched players if they're playing against bottom six players. They took advantage of it with a really nice goal in transition against the Ducks. And if you can get that line playing in the offense, it was more than the goal too, right? Like they played in the offensive zone for a lot of the night. If they can do that against another team's bottom six, that's really big. And that's kind of what you need. So I agree that that's balanced scoring and against a team like Calgary that I think is more apt to spread the wealth throughout their lineup than load up. Um, At least that's what it looks like they have tonight. That's pretty important. We spoke to Trevor Moore for all the Kings men this week. Uh, Markstrom, the first goalie that yeah. Trevor Moore ever scored a goal against. So obviously we hope that he continues scoring goals against him tonight. Zach Dooley, thanks as always. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. That was Zach Dooley. We're going to take a break right now. This is LA Kings game night. I'm Jesse Cohen. Stick around, Kings fans. We'll be right back. The LA Kings. Play here. Score! Arvidsson! Valley Sports West. Patrick Goal! And now, you have more wings to watch than ever. With your service provider. To win it! Or with the all-new Valley Sports Plus, available on the Valley Sports app. Oh, what a setup! Valley Sports West. Your home for LA Kings hockey. Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All information is provided for informational purposes only, and this message is not intended as a recommendation of financial or investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile and subject to significant risks and may not be suitable for you. Not available in all jurisdictions. 
Yamava Resort and Casino at San Manuel has another reason for you to come in today. For a limited time only, Yamava is giving all new and inactive members a buy one, get one free buffet. Plus, new members can win up to $1,000 in free play for signing up a Club Serrano membership. You'll earn rewards from playing any of the 6,800 slots or table games. Experience SoCal's best buffet and resort. Yamava is your home to big wins and even bigger prizes. Go for a BOGO today. Details at Yamava.com slash new member. Must be 21. Please gamble responsibly. Introducing Spectrum One. Get Spectrum Internet with speeds of 300 megabits per second. Advanced Wi-Fi with best-in-class security and privacy. Spectrum Mobile with unlimited talk, text, and data plus nationwide 5G. Get it all with Spectrum One. Spectrum Internet, advanced Wi-Fi, and one line of Spectrum Mobile Unlimited for only $49.99 a month. Visit Spectrum.com or a Spectrum store today. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Kings fans, be sure to sign up for the LA Kings VIP e-newsletter. By signing up, you'll receive exclusive pre-sale access to playoff tickets, special offers, inside scoop, and more. For all the details and information, visit lakings.com slash e-news. And go Kings! We return to LA Kings game night. A pre-game look at the Kings on your LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center coming to you from downtown L.A. where the Calgary Flames are in town to take on your L.A. Kings here at Crypto.com Arena. This morning, as I was sitting at the Toyota Sports Performance Center watching the morning skate, one of the first skaters on the ice was Arthur Kaliev, and he was wearing a red jersey and red socks, which usually is an indication that that player is in a non-contact situation. We call it the red non-contact jersey. However, as he was joined by additional players, it was perfectly clear that the black, gray, and silver warm-up jerseys or practice jerseys had been replaced by red, white, and green. And we had a good chuckle that uh, sending out the first wave of players this morning all in red jerseys uh, for part of a Christmas look might be a way to hide a lineup change, and after warm-ups, it appears that Arthur Kaliev will not be in the game tonight. No word as to why. Um, he has not been placed on injured reserve. I don't think he was in a non-contact situation this morning. I think they were just wearing red, white, and green jerseys and uniforms for Christmas. However, the lineup, it appears, will be Kevin Fiala, Andre Kopitar, and Adrian Kempe on the top line. Ayafala rejoins Deneau and more on the second. Arthur Kaliev out of the lineup, which means Gabriel Velarde moves up to play with Blake Lazat and Victor Arvidsson. Jared Anderson, Dolan, and Rasmus Kupari joined by Carl Grundstrom. Uh, Anderson, Dowdy, Dersey, Roy, Edler, and Walker. Walker does come in for Jordan Spence on the blue line. Uh, Phoenix Copley getting the start again in net. Unfortunate that Arthur Kaliev is out of the lineup because we had a quote from Todd McClellan this morning about, or rather from yesterday morning, uh, about Arthur Kaliev and his ability to play in a top six role. He's very capable of playing there. Sometimes it works better with other guys at, at given moments, but I think Arthur is way further along in assuming that um, top role. Um, when we made the change and flipped uh, Kempe into that position, we were down 2 nothing Buffalo with 10 minutes left. Didn't have a lot on the goal. We were shut out the night before. So we're trying to shuffle things around. Instantly they scored, um, got a couple goals, and 
it was just rejuvenated, so we stick with it for a little while, but it's very capable of, of playing there. The reason I'm playing that clip is really to set up the next one, which is actually a combination of two answers to two different questions, but they both have essentially the same theme, which is where it does the balance lie when it comes to development versus competition? Meaning, when do you decide that it's important to let young players come in and get minutes, uh, and when do you need to worry about the competitiveness of the team as a whole? Here is Todd McClellan's answer. Well, I think he's learned a lot of things um, in the in the bottom six that he can apply up top. Um, he wasn't just given the top six role; he earned it uh, by doing some of the things that we asked him to do, and he was rewarded for a, a good period of time. And he made good on his his end of the bargain. Um, it's just that it wasn't clicking offensively, and we made that change. But I think he's learned a lot in those roles. We like the position we're in. We'd much rather be in that situation. And uh, I think if you're a young player and you get um, charity up top, you don't necessarily always learn the right way. And if you're getting charity up top, you're probably not winning a lot of games. And charity and losses is a disaster for development in my mind. Um, earning and winning um, is a real good thing. And, and where we were in an organization a while ago, we had we had to have 20 players. And some guys played because of the transition in the organization. Uh, they're, they're likely no longer here with us or for whatever reason. Um, now, Pep is, is going to be coming back. Granny's a hell of a player. He's not in our lineup right now. Uh, Watch should be in there. There's competition. And that can drive a team. We hope we have that. I hope they have it as well. Uh, Carl Grunstrom is in the lineup tonight. Brendan Lemieux has been activated off of IR, so we will find out how that competition plays out in the days coming up. That is going to do it for this edition of LA Kings Game Night. Huge thanks to our in-arena producer, Jake Warner, and Jeff Cabot at the iHeart Studio in Burbank. Thanks again to Julian from Whittier for calling in. LA Kings Game Night will return on, well, I guess this is Thursday night. LA Kings Game will return after Christmas and every home game after that. But for now, we'll take one final break. When we return, Hall of Famer Nick Nixon and Daryl Evans have the call as your LA Kings face off against the Calgary Flames. This has been LA Kings Game Night. I have been and will continue to be Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. Off the draw, shot, score! You've been listening to Kings Game Night with a complete look at the Kings' upcoming game. Be sure to join us immediately after the game for Kings Talk. Call in again with your questions and comments at 877-KINGS-20. And now, stay tuned for LA Kings Hockey. Coming up right here on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto.